everyone and welcome to the new year of the podcast with Teachstone. I am Monica and I will be with you in every episode, English and Spanish, in this new year. I am so excited and so humbled of the opportunity to share expertise with all these people in the field, supporting teachers, supporting children, and listening and taking the strategies to bring back to our sites. Today's episode is called Welcome to a Classy School. Liz Howard and Brittany Blackman are going to talk to us about their successes from their school named New E3 School, located in Virginia. They're going to be talking to us about how they support the teachers in the journey of class in alignment with their curriculum, designed with class in mind. Class is completely embedded in the curriculum. They will also talk to us about, let's make friends with data. Let's use data to make decisions about how do we want to improve as teachers, short-term and long view, as Lisa uh, will tell you. And how you as coaches can support your teachers relating to them and with professional development and also sitting with them and modeling effective interactions. So welcome, Lisa, and welcome, Brittany. So welcome, welcome, Miss Lisa, Miss Brittany, to our Teachstone podcasts dedicated to the teachers of the world trying to make a difference and with the goal to give you strategies that you can right away go and implement in your life as teachers or coaches or administrators, leaders. So we have Miss Lisa Howard and Miss Brittany Blackman from New E3 School in Virginia. And they just happen to be in the same state where the research for class occurs. So welcome to this episode. And we were getting to know each other a little bit. So we have so much to talk about. And but first, I want to give you space just to tell us a little bit about your role in the life of children and families and the teachers in your current lives, please. Well, I'll start. Uh, I'm Lisa Howard, and I've had the distinct privilege to really work on behalf of children for, gosh, probably over 25 years. And in multiple roles, I've been a former public school teacher. I have been an advocate and I have done a lot of government relations work and work with foundations and policymakers. And, you know, interestingly enough, E3 Elevate Early Education is our awareness and advocacy organization um, in Virginia. And then the school actually has really been a catalyst for policy change. So when we created it just about over nine years ago, we created it with the idea that everything happening inside the school could be replicated and scaled by others. So it doesn't necessarily, while well, it's a state-of-the-art building and it's a place where we want, we have people coming from all over other states and from all over Virginia to come and see who we are and what we do for children every day. And, you know, we wanted to take everything we know that's good for children and bake it into one model. But we also knew that we needed to be data-driven. 
And because we ultimately wanted to prove to the policymakers in Virginia that when all children have access, equitable access to high quality, they will enter kindergarten ready. But we wanted to do that in a way that all of the tools that we were using in the school could also be used by other programs. And like I said, be replicated and scaled. Thank you, Ms. Lisa. That sounds super exciting. That's a good mission to have. <laughs> it's kept me busy for quite some time now. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ms. Brittany? What would you say? And I'm Brittany I'm Blackman. I'm currently the coach at the new E3 school. I've been working here at the school for about six and a half years. I started off in the classroom. And it's funny because I always told Ms. Lisa my heart was in the classroom. No matter what I did, I always wanted to be in the classroom. But now I'm elevated into another position. I provide professional development coaching to all the teachers in the building, just really in the moment, down in classrooms with them. And ongoing coaching, as well as onboarding and training to new staff and new hires. Thank you, Ms. Finney. Thank you so much for um, sharing your background with us. Now we know a little bit what you're doing. If you could share with us, how is the magic of class impacting the life of your children today? What would you say a teacher? We want to ask a teacher, how, is, how has class helped you? What would you say? I know for a fact, class has helped me just become more open-minded and more in tune to the needs, honestly, of the, the students. Before I came to the new E3 school, you I've been in early education for, I won't tell you how many years because it'll reveal my age, but I've been in early education for a long time. And until I got to the new E3 school, it was this brand new curriculum that was really centered around teachers' interaction and engagement with children. And so it kind of shifted my focus a little bit to help support children's needs and what is going to be more important than just, you know, artwork, right? And so getting into the classroom, having an understanding of what class is, and actually so many years, you know, using the tool has really supported, you know, my practice, and as well as the curriculum that we follow. The curriculum and class really go hand in hand. One of the perks of class being right here in Virginia, Teach Stone, we have this curriculum that really supports everything that class talks about. And so we have these crosswalks where we look over dimensions and we can align them with our curriculum. So one of the things I always tell teachers, let's focus on your infidelity and your you know, learning of the model and the curriculum because class really coincides with everything that the curriculum follows. And so that's been a big support and a big help, which Class then is not at the forefront, but it works alongside as a tool. And that has been very helpful. So for what I hear is embedded. Class is embedded into the curriculum that was developed. Yes. 
class is embedded in the curriculum. And like Ms. Lisa was saying earlier, it's also a tool that we use to help us gauge those classroom interactions. It helps me focus that individualized and that co-teacher PD. What is class telling me? What are observations telling me? And then from that, I take that data and we cross it over into our curriculum and we support our teachers where they are. And in turn, that just helps support overall the student because it makes you more in tune with what your class is telling you what is it revealing about your practice what is it revealing about your classroom and what supports do you need from me with coaching it's all about getting those teachers to that aha moment i want them to get there i don't want to give it to them and so class helps us support really that model of co-teaching as well as them you know understanding integration and interactions thank you Brittany. so you just touched into important elements of the professional development using the class measure, which is is strength-based. It's really becoming self-aware of what the teachers already do well and how they can do it better. So it's definitely mm -hmm. strength-based. And it's also very reflective. So you just said you don't want to give them the answers. They come up with the answers because you and Ms. Lisa and I know that teachers in the field today, they are the experts in the life of children today, right? We have been away in that real teaching one-on-one -on -one with the children and families, but they are doing it. So the fact that they can recognize that and work on it, understanding, oh, this is a tool that just helps me be better. Ms. Lisa, what is the transformation period of a person who comes who have had experience with other approaches or curricula and have never been exposed to class and they come to learn that you guys have this amazing curriculum developed around this tool is focusing on interactions. You know, honestly, I think it, it really is dependent upon the experience that they bring to us. And for that, you know, it's different for every person and every teacher. And so we really try to meet them where they are and really help them to grow and develop something a term that you'll hear us use and Brittany uses this all the time is you know what are your grows and glows and so really helping teachers to understand that we're going to meet you where you are but we're going to develop you and and really help you become the best teacher you can be and a lot of that is going to be dependent upon intentional teaching practices. And so really helping them to really think about why are we doing this activity? What do we want the children to learn? What is the skill that we want the children to learn? And then, you know, and a lot of that really starts with building strong relationships and strong interactions with your children. And so that's really the starting point. But that also then carries forward with not only do we want them building strong relationships and interactions with children in the classroom, we want that to extend with the families as well. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's important, like Ms. Lisa said, that we always want our teachers to you know, feel comfortable and understand that this model and you know, the use of these tools are not a separate entity. It's all interwoven into how we support you. And it does require a buy-in from the teachers to shift their thinking just a little bit to what a high-quality, you know, 
early education experience is. You know, what is an interaction and how can we support you? Um, a lot of it really does require a buy-in from, you know, the teachers and them understanding that everything that we're trying to show you and we want you to glow and grow from has a purpose. And that purpose, like Ms. Lisa said, are those strong teacher-child interactions. Is that um, kindergarten readiness is all working and woven together. So we always try to meet our teachers' needs where they are and respect that this is going to be a different process for you. This may look different, but we'll support you the whole way through. Thank you. So we've heard how both of you work on the development of the professionalism of the teachers in this beautiful new school. So it came to mind as you were talking have you seen the impact in the lives of children already? When the teachers are transforming their thinking and their approach and their interactions, do you see different responses from children? Absolutely. You know, one of the benefits that I have from being in the classroom and coming to the school six years ago, it was a whole different new concept. To me, I was introduced to class from the school. Prior to coming to the New E3 school, I have never heard of it. And, you know, we have teachers that start with us who have never heard of it, don't know the tool, don't know what it's for. And so recognizing the intimidation that the class tool brings is important and is a part of that process for our teachers. I feel like I grew with the school and class grew with the school. And so I've grown up in the New E3 school knowing that and actually being able to kind of see the fruits of its labor, seeing the process of using class and how it shifted me and in turn shifted my interactions. And I had the privilege of watching children start at one and leaving at five. And it's, it's been a beautiful thing. And also having the privilege of even my daughter coming to the school and watching her just, you know, butterfly and blossom into socially. That was my biggest kind of concern for her. I kept her home until she was four, you know, with the, with her grandmother, just because it was COVID and she was so young, but I knew how important those social interactions were. And I knew if I could just get her somewhere that I know the teachers really support that social emotional development and it's right in the center of interaction, that she would be perfect and have a good experience, you know, in school and enjoy it. And I had the opportunity of her actually going here and having that experience. And so, the buy-in, I think, like Ms. Lisa was saying, is really the teachers understanding how impactful they are. And I think that's where we grow. Absolutely. And I know this is collected with data, of course, and I don't know if you, um, maybe Ms. Lisa can put this into words. How are those behaviors of children changing when the teachers' behaviors are also shifting? What are, what are like three things that you say, oh my goodness, I do see children doing this now because of the interactions teachers are having with them? You know, it's interesting because um, we have a mixed income model school and we raise private dollars to be able to provide scholarships because we believe that all children deserve access to high quality early education. And so we provide financial aid and scholarships for middle and low income families to be able to have the opportunity to attend our school. So year after year, we've been able to prove that 
when children have this opportunity for high quality, regardless of their zip code, then they will enter kindergarten ready in literacy, math, social skills, and self-regulation. And, you know, I can tell you story after story. I know Brittany's got them of children that started with us when they were one, because our program is ages one to five. And, you know, they may not have been meeting developmental milestones. Fast forward, they are now graduating, getting ready to go off to kindergarten in a month or so. And they actually are meeting the literacy and the math and the social skills and self-regulation benchmarks ahead of their upper income peers. So we know that it levels the playing field. We know that it's a game changer and we've got the stories to prove that. And we've got the data to show that. So we, we've got the quantitative and the qualitative, which we know are so critically important. But you know what I would say to you as a former third grade teacher a long, long time ago, you know, I really wish I would have had a tool like this in my third grade classroom because I have always been a believer that the more you know about a teacher or the more you know about a, a student or a child in your classroom, the better you can teach them. And that really is no different than we should be looking at this the same way for our children and our students and our teachers. Uh, you know, they are, they are working with these children at a critical time in their development and they are educators. And, you know, the more we can empower them and equip them to do what we're asking them to do at any grade level, the better they're going to be. And I think that's such a missing piece in this education crisis that we're in that we need to be giving teachers more tools across the board from early education on up and more support in the classroom. And we might see some of these major problems that we have right now actually start to dissipate because children are going to feel empowered. We're going to meet them where they are. Parents are going to understand where their children are and how they can help them and what are some strategies they can do at home. And then teachers in the classroom are going to feel that empowerment and, and feel like they've got the support. And I am, we are so fortunate to have Brittany on our team. And um, it has been an absolute delight to watch her grow over the years. But, you know, uh, that coaching component is so important. And I just think, you know, you have to have, you know, you really have to have the high quality curriculum but you need to train teachers on implementing that curriculum. And then you've got to have a data-driven data approach and a continuous improvement approach. And class has just been an incredible instrument and tool for us to really make sure that every single classroom is a high-quality classroom. Thank you, Ms. Lisa. Thank you. And I agree with you having, and I don't know Brittany, but when I hear her passion and it's like in my mind, I can almost see her going from the classroom to supporting teachers. And it's a beautiful picture. So I do hear that because of your model, you're basically closing the gap of children who are less, have less advantages in life with the children who have more advantages in life. So when they get to kindergarten, they are prepared. But as we know, that's also preparing them for later in life. and making their mental health stronger so that they can face 
the challenges of their student life and then when they are citizens. So I have two questions based on what you just mentioned. One is, what would you tell a teacher who is new what classes to get her excited about class? And the other question is, how do you involve parents? How do you transfer the information to them and invite them to practice interactions? Mm -hmm. I think it's all in explaining the use of class in your practice. It's important for teachers, you know, for us at the new E3 school to understand that it is not punitive in any way. Um, I always tell teachers, let class be second to your implementation of the curriculum and supporting yourself within that curriculum. Because the beauty in our curriculum and in class is that we do have these crosswalks where it is interwoven and those dimensions and those domains that, you know, our class really align with the stream in three curriculum. And I tell teachers, if you focus on that curriculum, that, the, you know, what my observations and what my in the moment coaching are telling me will yield the same results as what class will tell me. And both instruments we will use to individualize your growth. And that's important for teachers because they they know that it's not punitive. It's not used in any way to say what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong. It tells us where we are as you know teachers, what our classroom needs, and then we figure out how to support it. So I think it's all in the purpose of class and why you're using it at your school. And what helped me all these years, you know, and I think, I resonate with the teachers more because I understand where they are and I've sat in their shoes. And when we go look over their class scores and we look in those dimensions, I can tell them, hey, that concept development was a struggle for me for about two or three years. And, you know, I tell them why and I tell them what I use and the power of video and the power of me really being intentional and wanting to support children more, how I came onto the other side of that. And so really being able to support teachers where they are and taking that tool and, you know, weaving it in really supports the teacher. And I would tell new teachers to don't be afraid. It really is for your greater good. So make class second too, and don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. You know, make sure that you understand that class is to help, not harm. Class is going to reveal, you know, where you need to grow and it's going to reveal your glows. And then we make a plan from there. I was just going to say, I think it's, it is, you know, you've heard us say over and over again today, but really positioning it as a tool and then reinforcing that with going in and modeling what you want to see in the classroom. And Brittany does so much of that. In fact, we have so many people on our team that do that every single day. And that's where, you know, I think it has to be bought in from the leadership on down because they too need to be drinking the Kool-Aid and they need to be going into the classroom and modeling and providing those interactions. And, you know, and sh it's the show and tell. It's, you know, it's really bringing to life in a classroom what you want to see and the experience that you want every single child to have. Thank you. How about the second uh, question about families? How are you really ensuring that families are part of all of this? It's not a surprise to families that the children go home and they 
say something new or asking a question or problem solve their emotions, but that they are part of that process. So every fall, we invite all of our families to come and we share our, what we call our annual report. And our annual report really is about what the data is telling us in the classroom. And we look at the fall data, we look at the spring data, and we look at the Virginia Kindergarten Readiness Program preschool data. So we understand where our children who are headed off to kindergarten, you know, what their strengths were, what their weaknesses were. And we look at all that data collectively with our families. We explain it, that the class really helps us to measure classroom quality and what's happening in the classroom. We're also very clear with them that that guides our professional development for our teachers individually. It guides our professional development for our team in each single classroom because we have a co-teaching model. And then it also guides the professional development and the coaching that's going to happen throughout the year for the entire school. And so, you know, we really stress with our families that these are tools, that these are instruments that we use to understand strengths and weaknesses in our classrooms, in our teachers, as well as in our children. You know, we're not expecting that every child's going to be completely buttoned up by the time they're ready to go to kindergarten, but we do take a very data-driven approach, not a skill and drill approach, but a data-driven approach to really understand where our children are and where we want them to go. But ultimately, we want our children to develop a lifelong love of learning. And in order for that to happen, there, it needs to be a fun learning environment. It needs to be engaging. It needs to be interesting. It needs to promote exploration and discovery. And, and so, you know, all of that philosophy builds in to what you want to see. And so... Over time, you're building trust and you're building relationships, not just with the children, but with the families. And I think that's really critically important. So we report this information to them. We have conversations with them. We're honest about what the data is telling us. So for example, you know, right after the pandemic, we did see a drop in social skills and self-regulation for our children. We remained open for 50% of our essential personnel. And of course, we were going to see changes in that data. You know, I mean, our classrooms had changed. Our teachers had changed in some instances. Some of their friends were at home. Some of them were at school. Transitions and routines, everything had changed for all of us. So it was no surprise that the data was starting to show that, you know, and then even this last year, the data was telling us in terms of children being ready, we saw a drop in literacy. And so what do you do with that information? And we actually hired a literacy coach to come in and work with our teachers and work in our classrooms and work with our children individually and in small group. So data, you know, a lot of times people are afraid of data, but, and especially in education, because it's been kind of a dirty word sometimes, you know, because as Brittany pointed out a couple of times, it tends to be used in the wrong way. It tends to be used as, you know, school is not meeting this or, you know, a teacher's not doing this, but, you know, data really is to help you be better. And that's really what we stress with our families and we stress with our teachers. And, 
I think, you know, if you have a culture of continuous improvement and the parents understand that and the teachers understand that, then we're all committed to getting to a better place. And that's critically important. Thank you, Ms. Lisa. Brittany, I think you were going to ask something. I think it's just really important also to understand teachers. And like Ms. Lisa was saying, during COVID, it was a scary time, right? Teachers were scared. Children were scared. Every day, something was changing, you know, and we were open, we were operating, but, you know, we did see a decline and we saw, you know, a shift in our practice. And most importantly, I think it prior to us testing twice, we only, you know, used to test once in the fall and recognizing that, hey, we need more data. We need data to be able to say in the fall we were here, our teachers were working towards this, but now in the spring we've seen it and this is where we need to go, continues to support that continuous improvement. And I just think it's important for teachers to know that this is not something that they're going to hit the nail on the head. I think sometimes that's kind of where we go as teachers. We want to be perfect and we want to get the best scores. And I can tell you, you know, I was always one of those teachers, but I am doing this, Miss Tar. That was our previous coach. I am doing this. And I, I don't, you know, not understanding and really diving into what the scores are telling me and not paying attention to the number. So I think that's most important for teachers. If I could leave teachers with anything, look at what the data is revealing about you and look away from the numbers. What is it saying about who you are as a teacher and how could you be more impactful, if anything? Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. So I've heard so much about the culture that you have in everything that you're doing, that you're building. And I'm going to start with the last point that you made is it doesn't have to be perfect for the teachers or for the school. It's just effective, right? It's just that working in that environment. So I want to summarize. Um, I have four key takeaways, but please feel free to add anything that you want to this. I heard from the beginning that buy-in is one of the most important elements to be successful from leadership to every level of um, this relationship, this partnership. Uh, teachers need to love it. The administration, the coaches, the families need to also understand it and start implementing themselves. For the coaches, what I heard is model what you want to see in the classroom. Coaches, that is your amazing mission, right? It's, getting into the classroom, being with the children, modeling, effective interactions so that teachers can see, oh, this can be done from a real person, you. I heard uh, for, involving families, <laughs> for involving families, um, I heard build those relationships and share the data. So I'm going to go back to that data when I was talking about the buy-in. And I agree with Ms. Lisa. People are scared of that word for some reason. It's just people, some people feel that they don't understand it and they block it out. But really, it's just information that is helping us make decisions, short-term decisions, long-term decisions to have that continued improvement within your sites. And for our dearest teachers, thank you for the work that you do every day with those children. And the message is, don't be afraid. It's, a growth, it's growth as a team. 
make classes make it fun, promote exploration and discovery. And we are not looking for perfection, but effectiveness. Anything that you ladies want to add that you know is so important that you want people to hear before we close? I would just say, take the long view. Um, use the data over time and and really understand where you are and where you want to go. And, and don't be afraid to do that because you're going to be amazed at the growth. Uh, for example, in the early days when we started doing that report, we compared ourselves to some of the top early education programs that had been around much longer than we had. And, and we were always, you know, neck and neck in terms of, you know, all the domains in class or exceeding. And so that, that's been a really good tool for us to compare ourselves nationally with other programs, you know, to see where we are, but then also see areas in which we can improve along the way. So don't be afraid. We're, you know, it really is about taking the long view and it is a journey. It's a journey for each teacher. It's a journey for each school. It's a journey for each coach. And, um, and class is just a, just an incredible tool to help you get there. Thank you, Miss Lisa. That's a beautiful call. And I guess <laughs> I would tell all the teachers out there that there is no perfect teacher to give yourself some grace and a space to grow. See, now we're going to cry. <laughs> That's beautiful, Miss Brittany. Definitely give yourself space. And yeah. So with this, we get to the end of our episode for today. We, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, Lisa and Brittany, for coming and sharing your experience in this amazing journey that is pretty new. It's eight years, but it's so powerful and it's so humble. And being so humble, comparing yourselves and wanting to improve and using that data and taking the steps to improve is taking them really far. And I can only imagine the life of those children and the things that they're going to be able to do in their lives. So thank you again. And we'll see you on the next episodes, everybody. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in. We really hope that you take those key takeaways with you. You know, Teachstone is always here for you. You can always reach to us on that learning community and go ahead and spread the love and wisdom to the children of the world.